Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Catherine. I am here with Gina and Kristen. Hello. Hello. We are going to talk about a topic today that is kind of close to all of our hearts. I think we've all, you know, contributed to this episode and also something that that really resonates with all of us. And I'm pretty sure it will resonate with you at home. Uh, The topic is fear and really it's faith over fear. But we're going to start talking about fear. And fear is everywhere right now. If you turn on the news, if you pick up a paper, if you look at your phone, it's just be afraid, always be afraid, be afraid. So it's something that if we allow it to really permeate into our lives, it can quickly take control. But before we go down that road, I thought it might be a good opportunity to ask Christian and Gina as well about if they have any what I call silly fears or irrational fears, just something like you are afraid of that Mm. nobody would guess that you're afraid of. So Gina, (laughs) you want to start? Yes. Well, first of all, I can just say I have a a, a fear of spiders, but beyond that... (laughs) Everybody has a fear of spiders. I think most people do, right? But I have claustrophobia, not just like having my face or my my nose and my mouth covered, which I I, I definitely do. I've Mm -hmm. said before, like, wearing the mask has been such a struggle for me because I genuinely think I cannot breathe. I cannot Mm -hmm. breathe. Uh, I have had my head in the freezer department at the grocery store just trying to, like, take a deep breath in there because I think (laughs) I can't (laughs) breathe. It's not funny. I mean, it's funny envisioning it, but the reason that you're doing it is because you can't breathe, which isn't that funny. Yeah, like, literally open the freezer department, like, pull the mask down for a second and just (gasps) get get a breath because... And in my mind, I know you are ridiculous. You can breathe just fine. But it doesn't change the fact that it is this irrational, overwhelming fear. And I, so it's not just even in that. It's like, I can't even wear a mock turtleneck. Like I have had mock turtleneck tops that are so stretched out they become a cowl neck because <laughs> I think turn into more like the breathe. loose ones. Yeah. I can't breathe I can't with anything breathe. around my okay. neck. I can't wear a scarf around my neck. Wow. I just so it, yeah, this kind of claustrophobic feeling of I I can't I can't catch a breath. So okay, yeah. how about there you, you Kristen? Tsunamis. That's right. You've mentioned <laughs> that before. Mention Tsunamis. Tsunami. Big time. Which, oh. you know, I like to think that mine is uh, commonly shared. I don't it's, know a lot of people that are that like, common. I'm not scared of those at all. But I would say it's definitely tsunamis. Interesting. I don't think it, it, I don't it, even it tops s- a whole lot of people's list, though. Yeah. Kristen is the thing. Yeah. Like, but who would not? It, it probably falls in the irrational category yeah. 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 as it relates to, like, likelihood that I actually die of a tsunami. <laughs> yes. Which, right. if I do, you guys are going to feel really bad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I don't even want to say mine because it's like after we talk about can't breathe and tsunamis, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Mine is garbage disposals. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
kidding. We, when I turn on the garbage disposal, I have this irrational fear that something's going to fly out of the garbage disposal and like hurt me. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, um, so it's going to come out. You don't, like, yeah. I would be scared. Like, my hand's going to go no. down the garbage. Like, like the leftover it food it, that is going to like morph into some sort of creature that's going to like no, attack it's, you. It's actually, <laughs> and it extends beyond a garbage disposal. <laughs> So embarrassed to even say this. It's also like my neutral bullet at oh. home because it's like spinning so fast that I'm like afraid that it's somehow going to malfunction and like a blade will come spinning out or something oh. with the garbage disposal. It's just this weird fear. And so when I'm using my neutral bullet, I'll turn it on, but then I'll like hide around the <laughs> corner. <laughs> Wait till everything bullet. in our life is robots. Yeah. Oh then gosh. what? No. As long as it's not a garbage disposal robot. Then you oh, might okay. actually really be attacked by that ninja. I know. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> so this guys would definitely be qualified as an irrational fear. But I think, you know, I'm so glad we had that laugh going into this episode, actually. just have to say that. So, but fear, I think, overall, it can be a really, really challenging opponent. It can enter into our lives. It can take control of our mindset. It can, you know, prevent us from making decisions, healthy decisions. Yeah. Uh, it can prevent us from moving forward. It can do so many things um, that in the negative. Yeah. In the negative. Paralyzing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just paralyze us to the point where we cannot move forward. Mm -hmm. So really now the question that I think we need to wrestle with is what's going to win? Fear or faith? Mm -hmm. Right? What yeah. What is going to win in this? And And I know, I know there are those... Uh, who are listening, who struggle greatly with anxiety, who have panic attacks, who yeah. it has escalated to a whole new level. And, and I don't think that that's what we're addressing today. I think today we are addressing uh, like a casual sense of fear, that one that if we can stop it, you know, and make a different decision and go a different direction, we should. I, I agree with that. And I think um, it was interesting when we were talking about doing this episode, I started thinking about just how many things come up throughout the course of the day that mm -hmm. trigger fear. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people um, kind of go right to media and say that that like, you know, the media are a bunch of fear mongers. And I don't disagree with that. But I also think um, these media outlets are run by smart people who are um, trying to yield a response from us. Mm -hmm. And the, the only reason it's working is because people continue to watch right. their segments on fear. Mm -hmm. So why is that? So it's interesting to think, and like maybe this is an opportunity to give ourselves a little bit of a break, because I think that most of us know that fear is, a, um, is our survival response to mm -hmm. what's happening around us. And from a health standpoint, it actually triggers like some pretty powerful responses in your body. Um, when you start to recognize fear, your amygdala goes to work right away and it alerts your nervous system. And then you start to produce things like cortisol and adrenaline that creates your blood pressure to rise, mm -hmm. right? And this is how your body is starting to prepare for that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. So I think people can recognize that when they're fearful, their blood pressure goes up. Mm -hmm. They start to feel anxiety. But 
Fear can also become pleasure. And this is why I think that we actually keep going back to wanting to feel this because during this, your body can also, your brain can also produce more dopamine, which is, is what elicits pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that happened necessarily mm-hmm. when you start to fear, feel fearful is that your, your brain actually releases dopamine. Almost as a way to counter it. Yeah. Counter the negative effects maybe. Well, I'm not um, smart enough to understand the brain <laughs> to that level. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, remember, if you remember in our um, bonus episode <laughs> – in my other job, I would be traveling the world with, with Gina, right, eating good food. <laughs> um, but I did think that that was interesting because a part of me is like, if, if fear makes us feel so anxious, why do we keep going back to right, that well? Right. Um, and I just thought it was an important thing to know. And like I said, give yourself a break. It's, it's your body's response to trying to protect yourself as well. Um, but the important part that we want to talk about today is how you can counter that. That's right. Um, and so I, I just wanted to bring that up as something that was on my mind. I think that's a great, a great point. And, uh, you know, the dictionary defines fear as an unpleasant emotion, which you kind of alluded to, right? Caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. So that is, I think the key word for me is the belief mm-hmm. that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. So I think if we really dive into this, it is what are we believing? Are we believing the scary stories? And, you know, there's no doubt that the, the you know, Omicron cases are on the rise and COVID. And we've, we've all known people who have gone through it. And some of us have known people who have, have lost their lives to COVID. I mean, it's very, very serious. So you know what, life or death, it doesn't get more serious than that. And so I think that's the world that we're living in right now. But God is greater. God is greater than this. He's greater than the newscast. He is greater than, you know, this variant and the next 20 that are going to follow this. He is greater than all of it. And so where do we place our focus and our attention? Well, you know, the what the Bible says about fear mm-hmm. is fear not. Right. And it actually says it 365 oh times gosh. in the Bible wow. to fear not. So always he, when an angel is present, I might add. <laughs> you guys notice that? Every time an angel appears, it's always fear, fear not. not. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that because the Lord knows our fragile way of being and emotional. He knows that we get scared easily. He wants there to be a verse every single day that reminds us, don't be afraid. I'm with you. You know, fear not for I'm with you. Uh, Just a reminder because he knows we tend to be afraid and get afraid easily. So that's, it's good to know that that he's just encouraging us and knowing us so well and knows how that we're going to go back to it. Like you were saying, Kristen, where we keep going back to that. And he just keeps saying, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't be fearful. Right. So an important thing that I, and I think like a, a transition to make here, right, is that we really believe no different than how um, I don't think you can be thinking positively and negatively at the right. same time. Yep. 
we also believe that you can't, that fear and faith cannot reside in the same space at the same time. That's an important thing to acknowledge is that if you are in a state where you are feeling fearful, Mm -hmm. there, there's a, there's a choice that has to be made and one that might not be able to be made by yourself, Mm -hmm. right? It might take a lot of prayer, a lot of reflection, but we do feel like there's a fear versus faith decision that has to be made. And and we want to talk about that a little bit more because to your point, Gina, around fear not, faith Mm -hmm. is mentioned 389 times. So even more. Even more. Mm -hmm. So you combine those. I'm not quick with math, but that's a lot. (laughs) Um, And that's only in the new King James. And it's 458 times in the new international version. So we'll use that number. Um, But we really want you all of you to be thinking about how you move away from that fear to a place that is more rooted in faith. Yes. Yeah. And I love that saying that says fear and faith do not make good roommates. So when fear moves in, faith moves out. Yep. And fear doesn't ever give money for, you know, groceries, late with the rent. Yeah. I've had, I've had a roommate like that. Time or two. Right, yes. Of course, I was never that roommate. But. No, never, <laughs> never. We're always excluded from that. Yeah. Um, but I love that because the concept is that, and again, we are really simplifying this in this conversation by saying just choose faith. But, you know, we're going to give you guys what we believe is one small step that you can take to increase your faith and decrease the fear right now. Sort of, you know, I always envision, you know, just that knob of turning down the fear and turning the up volume. the faith. That's right. Turning the volume down on fear. Yeah. So what, what small step can we take? So we'll get into that. Um, but, you know, I think... Um, You know, there's a story, a Bible story that we love to always tie in the word of God here. And, you know, I think of the story of Esther and Esther, who, you know, Gina and I had a great conversation prior to this um, starting about how, you know, there's two female uh, books in the Bible that are named after females, right? Ruth and Esther. Esther. So it's pretty significant and we should stop and just give some thought to that. And so the story of Esther, of course, one of the most famous verses out of Esther, you'll see it all over social media, you'll see it all over, you know, shirts and whatnot, but it's, if I perish, I perish, right? Mm -hmm. It's really where she makes that decision to step up and to put her life on the line, literally, to go before the king without being summoned uh, at the request of her uncle to essentially ask him uh, for something. And you just don't do that. I mean, you could have been killed if you appeared before the king without being summoned was almost a death warrant. It was something you didn't do. So in order to help preserve her people, the Jewish people, and it's a great story. If you haven't read Esther, I highly encourage you to do that. She puts her life on the line, Queen Esther, to go before the king. And so she had to choose faith. She had to choose that route. Uh, and, you know, one thought I had was, you know, you you do have your choice. And they're both, they both could be hard, right? She right. could stay in fear. And there's 
that's like a prison of fear where you don't move forward, you don't do anything, you just hunker down and hope that it gets better, right? You do the same thing and you hope for a different outcome, right? Right. Definition of insanity. You just stay in that place. Okay, that's fear. That's what fear looks like. Faith, you do something. You step out. And oftentimes, you know, relief comes in the form of action. So you step out. You're going before the king. You're putting your life on the line literally to do that. Now, that could have turned out horribly. You know, right. he could have said, you know what? I didn't summon you. That's it. Right. You're dead. You know? Be gone with you. That's right. <laughs> and that's it. And, but And so really she had to make that choice, which which hard, right, in quotes, I'm going to choose my hard, which one is it going to be? And she went with the side that God was on, what God was calling her to do. She had faith in that, and she stepped forward. Now, if she perishes, she perishes, and that's that's on God. Like, that would be God's decision. But she felt the fear, and she did it anyway, and it turned out, of course, beautifully, where, you know, it goes on to where she was able to really bring light to a situation that yeah. was going on that was negative and and save the Jewish that's people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I I really liked that and you were saying that, you know, taking a step and, and she chose to trust God, but she spent 3 days fasting and praying. Mm-hmm. She didn't just that's you know, true. she was scared. Agonizing. You know, agonizing. Yes. Yes. And and not only did she pray and fast for three days. She asked her uncle mm-hmm. and all of the Jewish people that whose lives were going to be taken um, to pray and to fast with her. So mm-hmm. she she asked for help, right? And 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 she spent true time. And and then in I just believe in those three days that just God emboldened her mm-hmm. and empowered her. And gave her the courage mm-hmm. to make the choice. That's right. And of course, the king at that point, you know, extended his scepter to her and yeah. asked her to step forward. And, you know, he, I believe, really loved Esther. And mm-hmm. so God gave her great favor in that moment. Yeah. Um, but And probably tendered his heart towards oh, yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just amazing because she didn't know that. Right. In the three days. And so it was really about, you know, I, I would have loved to know what her prayers consisted of yeah. in those three days. Yeah. You know? Well, I love the the point that you make because it's just so simplistic. It's like you have a choice. That's it's right. either fear or it's faith. That's right. So you can, you know, pick the pros and cons to each of those Right. Mm-hmm. But a decision does have to be made. Right. And, and even doing just doing nothing is a decision. Doing nothing is Absolutely. a decision. You can stay living in that yeah. fear. That's a decision mm-hmm. if you want to mm-hmm. make it, but you have to own it too. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think it ties in, you know, last week we were talking a lot about courage and being bold. And um, I, I think there's, you know, there's countless verses in the Bible that talk about courage. And we alluded to some of them last week. But um, this is such a great example of that because mm-hmm. there's courage in making that decision to be That's faithful right. because it's still scary. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not always an easy decision. That's right. And, and I believe that if it's God's will, he will give you the ability to carry it out. I do, where too. We, where we are lacking he will supplement that. I mean, let's not forget that the disciples met a very difficult death. You know, I mean, 
Peter crucified upside down because right. he said he was not worthy worthy yeah. to be yeah. to die. So just, but you know what? I believe that God gave them what they needed in that moment and, you know, was absolutely with them every step of the way as he was with Esther, as she yeah. was taking those steps. Can you imagine what her thoughts were as she was walking up to that door step right. by step by step? And, in, you know, I... I do believe it was rooted in faith, but she mm -hmm. probably was fighting a little bit with that fear and keeping it, you know, at bay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yet she kept stepping. Yeah, kept going forward. You know, my life verse and um, one of my two favorite verses is um, Isaiah 41, 10. Mm. And that says, fear not, for I am with you. I am your God. Don't be discouraged. I will be with you. I will help you. I will hold you up in my victorious right hand. Mm. So when we do make that choice, he is going to be with us. God cannot lie. Mm -hmm. If he promises it, we can count on it. You know, so I've had to remind myself of that verse a lot of times when I've been afraid. Fear not, I'm with you. You know, I'm not alone. He's with me. Mm -hmm. He's going to protect me. He's going to hold me up. He's going to help me to be victorious. Claiming those promises from God help. That's one thing that we can do, mm -hmm. you know, is go back to God's word. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is the one thing that we wanted to present today as an option to combat fear is that if you, you know, and, and just before we get into that, I just want to say to, to state that for I am with you, mm -hmm. right? That is a source of comfort if you know who is walking beside you. Right. But if you don't know who's walking beside you, it's not going to be that comforting. Right. So to understand God's promises, mm -hmm. God's power, mm -hmm. who he is, I think that's critical for us to really um, dethrone fear, to, yeah. to move it off and move it away, to understand what God can do, what he has done and who he is, yeah. is critical to this. So very personal right. too when he says fear mm -hmm. not for i am with right. you right or you sometimes know? he just says i am you're right <laughs> and that's right. enough mm -hmm. right you know and and mm -hmm. and to know that the personal part of the i will hold you up in my victorious right hand right you know i love right. i love that yeah and so gina what does that mean to you to to hold you up like, why does that bring you, and I mean, for other than the obvious reasons, but I'm just wondering if there's some comfort, comfort, comfort yeah. like when you're saying, like when I'm scared, when he says, don't be afraid, because I'm with you. I'm your God. Remember who I am? Yeah. Remember who's walking beside you? Yeah. Remember who is with you, like you were yeah. saying? It brings me comfort. And then it, the courageous part of me, then, because I want to be victorious, and I, and I get scared I can't do it on my own and I can't be victorious. He's saying, I will hold you up in my victorious right. right hand. It comes yeah. through him. Yeah. In, the, in my weakness is when God shows up and shows his strength, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think that verse is just yeah. really speaks to my heart in so many ways. Yeah. Because Absolutely. I've said, you know, outside of, Outside of shame and guilt that I've really struggled with in my life, fear has been right up there, right under them. Mm. So, yeah. Fear is a very difficult um, opponent. It is, it is. It is one that can really keep you from progressing, doing God's will, living your best life. Um, and 
you know, it's something where, you know, we can say, well, right now there's just so much controversy around COVID and where you stand and, and on one side or the other, and I don't want to politicize this in any way, but I think that it can lend itself to living in a state of fear and moving forward. I mean, it could be anything from, you know, um, stepping outside. I mean, you hear these stories all the time, right? I can't even go to the grocery store. I can't, you know, and I really think that when we go down that road, it can take us to such a place where it is amplified to such a degree. Yeah. Where it's like you, you can't even, it's, it's to the point where it almost renders you paralyzed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard this analogy that was used for something different um, that uh, that I don't think is worth bringing up, but it, it reminds me. I think it's but similar. But I'll say it anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm going to say the analogy, but I'm not going to use it for what it was intended yeah. for oh, because yeah. it made me think about it when we were talking about choosing faith. Right? Is to me like faith is, is somewhat because I love analogies. Right? It kind of yeah, just makes things too. click for me. Uh-huh. But I think it's kind of like a seatbelt. Right? Yeah. Like you have a choice: you wear it or you don't. That's right. Yeah. Um, or a helmet. Or helmet or, you know, pick whatever it is. But um, I feel a lot better in a car if I have my seatbelt on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Is it possible that I won't need it? Sure. For a while. Right. Um, But statistically, the odds are at some point I'm going to need a Mm -hmm. seatbelt. And I think that like that's how I feel about faith being that choice because Mm -hmm. it is like, well, do you put it on or do you not put it on? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what's the alternative if I don't? What kind of life am I choosing to live if I don't choose faith? Mm -hmm. And some of the people that are the most motivating to me in my life relative to their walk and their faith, um, I'm gravitated to them by their calmness Mm -hmm. that they just have because they're not fearful about things in this life because they know deep in their heart it doesn't matter. Right. That's um, so good. And so, you know, those are some of the things that I think about is like, what does my life look like if, if I don't choose faith? And then what's the potential for it to look like if I do choose faith? That's right. That's but, really good. When you were just saying, you know, that I just uh, thought back and I looked up in, in Google and what uh, Google described courage as, mm-hmm. uh, security and calm. Mm. And you were just saying that you, you, that you notice the people who are calm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, people who are, are feeling strong in their faith are just calm. Yeah. And they don't get worked up about all of this other stuff. Um, and it's not because their body um, isn't having the same response inside of it that ours is having. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, I would imagine that maybe you can look at it is that dopamine is eliciting more of a positive emotional response mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that leads to a sense of calmness rather than like your anxiety and blood pressure levels rising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to revisit the definition of faith when we look at it from this standpoint. And now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance mm. about we do not see what we do not see. So when we think about protection mm-hmm. in this time, right, when it's really scary, or when we think about health, mm-hmm. right, 
I think it's having faith that God is walking beside us. He is our protector. Yeah. Um, and that while we can't see a physical manifestation of God, mm-hmm. we have faith that he is right next to us. He is within us, right? And so how do we turn that up so that the volume of that is what we're hearing and focusing on rather than the noise and the mm-hmm. competing, you know, that, that's going on outside yeah. all around us. Well, this is something that's like just very tactical mm-hmm. in nature. Right. And I don't know if your question was more rhetorical or not, but, um, I, I, I go back to who you surround yourself in the conversations you choose to engage in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things I really just am not talking about anymore. Um, COVID in the sense of being scared, talking about my friends who are vaccinated, who aren't, why they are, why they're not, what their opinion is, what they're thinking, who tested positive, who got exposed. Like I, I'm just done with it. I'll talk about it at work because part of it's my job relative to like safety at work and Uh whatnot, Uh but I just am over the opinions. Right. Right. And, and not because I don't want to engage in like a healthy dialogue. It's just negative. I can yeah. feel my body um, starting to get anxious. Yeah. Um, politics. Yeah. Done with it. Doesn't, I don't care. Right. I love you. You love me. All is well. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I'll vote for things yeah. that I care about. You'll vote that for things that you care about. And I respect you enough as a human to be great with that. Yeah. That's like the democracy that we live in, which I value. Yeah. Um, you know, there are certain people I won't engage in religious conversations with because it's not healthy. It's not because I don't feel confident in what I believe in. It's just it's not productive and I can feel my blood pressure rising. I don't yeah. want to deal with it. Yeah. And so a, a tactical response is um, you also have a choice in the types of conversations that you engage in or what you choose to listen to. On TV, on TV or yeah, or or exactly. what you listen to for news, mm-hmm. um, and I think making choices about that does help. So yeah. if you're not doing those things, then in theory you're freeing up some time mm-hmm. to spend more time in the Word, right. pray more, right. talk to people who are going to help build you up in this area of your life, mm-hmm. listen to podcasts like rebounding faith if I'm (laughs) going to give a plug especially you're already listening so I guess that's good but like choose to listen to different things and surround Mm -hmm. yourself with different things that are going to help keep you on that path yeah and no one's perfect I'm sitting here I'm not I'll get off my soapbox but like I'm not perfect I have to be reminded of these things too but I think that just having those like small tweaks from Mm -hmm. a mindset standpoint do help yeah yeah, I, I heard boundaries and self-care. That's what I heard mm-hmm. what you were saying. Yeah. And I think that that is so healthy for us to do. I mean, Jesus had boundaries and had yeah. self-care, and he's our model. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that if we can replicate that in our day-to-day lives, that we will benefit mm-hmm. from that. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, but going back to fear and sometimes irrational fear, when fear is driving the car and you're just along for the ride, it is a scary, scary place to be. And I think that it can render you, as we were talking about earlier, helpless or paralyzed and not moving forward. Um, and, you know, also I believe that it's sort of a prison because it's keeping you sort of locked in 
this area and unable to progress and mm-hmm. move forward. So if you find yourself in this prison, right, of fear or um, wrestling with this mm-hmm. that so many of us are right now, one thing that I have found helpful is to recite back the promises of God and to recite those back to him. And you can find those actually at our website, reboundingfaith.com. We have the seven promises of God. If you go there and get that, it will help you to recite them back to him. And by doing that, then you are turning down the volume of fear because you really can't have a faith and fear moment at the same time. You're choosing one or the other. So, and God, I believe, really loves to hear his word spoken back to him. You see that over and over again in scripture. So say it back to him. God, you promise us that you'll go before us and you will do that, right? So you speak the promises back to him. And by doing that, again, fear will be lowered. Yeah, I love that. Turn up the volume of faith and down the volume on the fear. That's right, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's a one baby step. But Mm -hmm. I think once we get used to doing that, then we're ready to take the next step. And before you know it, we have a place where we are much stronger in faith now. Yes, the more we practice those little right. steps, the yeah. more we you know, put, implement them into our lives, mm-hmm. um, the more faith steps in and fear steps out and the more courageous we become. And that is a goal for all of us. Right. And Gina, you talk about the five-second rule mm-hmm. a lot. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. You know, the five-second rule for anyone who might be n- new to this is is um, my mind can be a trap, and I can get on a hamster wheel really quick mm-hmm. with, with thoughts getting out of control and a repetitive thinking. And so the five-second rule is acknowledging the thought. So it's a fear comes up, acknowledge, okay, that is what it is. And then to not allow it more than five seconds to take that and then turn it quickly into a prayer, Mm. acknowledging what it is, and then quickly back into a prayer. You're with me, Lord. Yeah. I don't have to be afraid of that. Yeah. Mm. And then letting it go. Because our pastor said, you know, you can't stop a bird from landing on your head, but you can certainly keep him from building a nest. Right. <laughs> That's you know? great. So yeah. the five-second rule right. does work yeah. for me. That's so, so good. And I love, again, you said it earlier, but 365 scriptures that say fear not. So. Yeah. That is something, that's got to be a record, right? That is something God really wants us to get Mm -hmm. and to really um, embrace. So, yeah, so I think that's great. We have good two good takeaways that I know I will be doing as well. And, yeah, anything else you guys want to add? No, thank you. Fear not. Yeah, fear not. And thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Rebounding Faith. We just love hearing from you guys. So please go to our website. Please leave us a comment. Subscribe on whatever, um, you know, streaming device um, so that we can come to you every week with um, some encouragement in your faith walk. Yeah, and if you've enjoyed this podcast and if you tune into it, please consider to share with a friend and someone in need that would benefit from this. That's really our heart is we want to continue to produce good quality content and podcasts so that it can be shared and uh, really encourage others. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Join Have us a great week. week huh? Take care. 
Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.